start easy, okay? What's my name? Anne-Marie. Funny. <laughs> there you go. So I put questions up. So I'm just going to okay. tell me a little bit about your background. What was you doing before okay. you became a counsellor? Okay, so... Um, right, what was I doing before I became a counsellor? I was um, in global retail management. Um, I was head of management for one of these companies that we spend, um, or people spend a lot of money in. Um, I started from management, but worked my way up to, um, um, different levels of management. And the only reason why I went there is because I finished uni and, um, cause I studied law. And then I realized that actually I didn't really want to pursue um, pursue the career. I didn't like the environment and everything. So um, I decided to leave. I was working for Topshop at the time. I decided to leave my retail job and um, move to H&M. And because I was going to do coaching, I started my life coaching and I was helping women with, you know, just talk about, issues that they're facing how they can get into um business pursue the things that they want to pursue and i thought if i'm working nearer to home then it will be a lot easier oh no oh no you are working for someone else and their money and so you do not get time and i was just sucked right into it really and so i kind of like worked my way up and then i always decided that I would go back and um, train further um, because I thought, you know, what's after life coaching? So then I went into therapy. So when I was on maternity leave, I went back to school to study and I studied part-time. Um, and then, yeah, just kept on studying part-time with my exit plan, how I was going to exit um, H&M. So I kept on progressing up and up the the four years three years four years that i was studying to become a um therapist okay so that's how long it took you to to study so when when did you realize that what you were currently doing wasn't really for you um i always knew that it wouldn't be for me because i was always only doing it as as a side thing so it was always okay, part-time while I was at uni, it was always, okay, I'm going to do this job, um, make money, maybe learn about business and um, have my exit strategy. I knew I wasn't going to stay there forever, but I'm the type of person that if I'm wherever I am, you best believe I am getting my worth. So whatever it is that I can, how, however high I can climb, until there is a ceiling, that is what I will do because you're not going to get all of my time and I don't get nothing in return. That that doesn't work for me. Excellent. 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 Okay. And so then what would be very, very interesting then? And I'll only mm -hmm. leave it up. <laughs> I'll, only, I'll leave it up just for a little bit. So what was the path that took you um to get to where you are today what was that path that you went on well do you know what it's been it's been a bit of a journey and everything that i've done in my life has led me to the path that i'm i've taken 
like literally everything. I've always been someone that wants to support and help people. And so that's why I wanted to be a teacher. Imagine that, me, like this lockdown and having to do homeschooling, I'm like, nah, what was I thinking? Hell no. But anyhow, I wanted to be a teacher because I wanted to help, you know, other kids and things like that and give them an environment that was um, safe and stable. And my grandma said, no, you should be a lawyer. You got an answer for everything. You're always running your mouth. You should be a lawyer. I was like, okay. So then I went to law school. And this is what happens when you don't really like, you know, follow your own dream. And what I wanted to do was family law, but I fell into immigration law. And that wasn't fulfilling for me. And I still wasn't doing what I want to do, which is to support families. Um, and so I was always trying to find like another way. That's why I was running support groups and different things like that along the way. And um, obviously the only other thing to do was to um, retrain. Um, so and go back to family law, you'd still be a lawyer maybe today? No, I, I no, I feel like everything happens for a reason, and I don't that environment feels very much outside of my control, and very much, and there are a lot of people, especially um, children who, um, the system doesn't actually help and families that don't get helped by the system because of how the system is structured. And what I wanted to do is work in an environment that I can support people finding their power and recognizing that the power is within them rather than them leaning towards someone else to give them that power because it will never happen. It will never happen. And if someone is giving you um, power, then what happens when they're not there? And then, so, so, so then, how was that journey? So you've done it, you're doing law, you're working, you're retraining. What was that really like for people who may be at that point now in a position where they think, I really don't want to do this, but dreading the thought of retraining like you did? Um, for me, there was no, uh, there was no question this is my this is my ultimate goal and i want to live my life with purpose and intention not only do i want to help support others but really what i want to do is be the best version of myself and in order for me to do that that means that i have to make take uh, take risks i have to make um a sacrifice and i can't make excuses i have every justification and excuse under the sun i'm a single mom with two children my son at the time when I went back to retrain wasn't even one. It was about nine months when I went back to um, when I went back to study. Um, and it would mean that I'd have to sacrifice um, my wages because um, I would I was doing one of the roles that I would do it was doing was an area management job so i was going around visiting like you know different stores and doing all this kind of stuff and i had to um then decide actually i have to be in a more stable place so to be a um step down be a store manager instead because then i can control my hours 
So there was like a lot of sacrifices that I, I had to make. Um, there were a lot of, a lot, there's a lot of time that I didn't get to spend um, with my children at that point. Um, and I had to rely on um, heavy fees in um, nurseries and stuff like that because I then had to do hours that started really early, like um, six o'clock in the morning. Can you imagine starting work at six o'clock in the morning with a nine month old? Wow. And so how, so so how I, did you actually get over that? How did you deal with it? I, I just decided that there, this, there was no other choice. So instead of me thinking all of the reasons why I can't do it, I tried to, I, I found all of the reasons why to do it. Mm -hmm. And, and when you find all of the reasons why you're going to do something, you then find how you're going to do it. Because I've got my why, right? I know why I'm doing it. And I can hold on to my why. Like, even when um, everything feels impossible, when I um, sit down and I reflect on my why and how much freedom and how much power will be restored to me if I continue on my journey, then you realize that, okay, well, how am I going to do it? I'm just going to do it, right? And that just, that's all I did. I just decided that this is what I want. And I'm going to, there might be some blood, there might be some sweat, and there definitely was some tears, but I'm going to do it. And that's what I did. Excellent. So then, okay, so you did it. And that was really, really, really amazing. I mean, that wasn't even the, the <laughs> that wasn't even I tell you something, Martha, like, you know, when you think, okay, I've did it, I've gone, I've retrained now, you know, everything's going to be all right. I'm going to start up my private practice and it's going to be great. Oh yeah. Okay. So no, um, because so you, no, wait, 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 we're going to get to that before you tell us that I want to know, how did you know that your edge um, empowering mind service was your purpose? How did you know the counseling and doing yes was your purpose oh god that is a hard question the how i knew that it was my purpose is because i wasn't gonna allow any justifications and any reasons why not to get in my way because the more the more i invested in it the more i was getting out of it okay mm -hmm. so um you know like I've always said this, everything that you do in life is um, a business transaction. It's an investment, right? And the how you know if you're making a bad investment is if you're not reaping any rewards, right? And yeah. so if I'm investing in this and I'm getting a lot of rewards, and I don't mean like monetary rewards, but mm -hmm. peace within myself, um, feeling satisfied with the choices that I've made, seeing that I actually have more freedom to make my own choices and my own decisions and that actually it's a real big journey of personal development and that my life has been blessed with so much more value that I chose to do what I wanted to do rather than doing what everybody said that I should do and be really being or feeling distressed by it to be honest I wasn't I wasn't happy working for someone else. 
And that's very interesting because during, whilst you were trying to find your purpose, there would have been that typical monitoring. Oops, nearly lost the phone. There would have been. I thought that was you. That... <laughs> Can you imagine? Um, there would have been a difference in how much money you were making. So how do you balance that then? If what you really want to do, maybe it's not bringing in, it's not going to bring in as much money of as course. this thing that you're currently doing. Of course, if you're going to earn, you know, I don't know, if you're going to earn 40 grand a year, 50 grand a year, and like it's guaranteed, right? At the end of the month, you are getting your money no matter what happens. It is guaranteed, right? When you're working for yourself, the only guarantee is you. That you show up for you, that you turn up every all, all the time. That you turn up for yourself and you turn up for your clients. Money is not guaranteed. At all. So if you're going from um 40 grand job and starting your own private practice, you're going to have a rude awakening. I had a rude awakening. <laughs> like, I had to find out I needed now to this was a real test like this is what was the real test because when you have nothing and you have no one to rely on you have nothing to fall back on the only thing you can count on is yourself that was my real test i literally had to say at times where i had no clients where i thought maybe i'm not good enough to be um a therapist no one's gonna um invest um in me invest their money in me in order to help them like i had some really um i wouldn't call them dark moments but i had some really trying times some really sad times some some tears of really thinking oh how am I going to pay my bills? Like, I need to make sure that I keep my roof over my head, that my children have food. All of the money that I had had to go in keeping me afloat until I started to make money. So it's actually not one of those, like, easy things to do. So that and if I go to yeah. my next question, which is, what have been the pros and cons of your journey? What have been the highs? and the lows of that journey uh, let's start with the negative so we can end on a positive okay well i'll start with the lows but they're not actually lows okay. yeah um maybe at the time maybe they might feel a little bit like lows but they're not actually lows because in in all of my lows have been my biggest learning curves okay. so they actually haven't been you know lows but um biggest low um not being able to just get up and do what you freely what you want to do because you don't have the money to do that um thinking that you you um will be more f um free with time a lot of it is freedom feeling like you would have more free time and more time to spread and spare but in actual fact you have to take the work when the work comes. So um, you don't have, you know, that much freedom. Um, what has been my, what has been a low? Um, 
I think money overall has been, was the low. Um, feeling lonely, feeling alone. Yeah. When you're a business person um, and you run in your own business, it can feel quite lonely because there's not really much of a, a network. And that's why I started the mastermind group because you're just kind of on your, on your own and you're going through these trials and errors by yourself and you don't really have anyone to bounce it off. And believe it or not, I, I'm a black therapist and I don't know that many, um, or especially at the time, even though I studied with, you know, people, but that's in my profession that has done this on their own that um, can like give you that kind of like support and push. No. So how did you balance it? What question comes in? So how did you strike a balance then in order between those lows? And... Um, well, I'll say the highs first. Um, one of the, the, the biggest high for me is um, learning about myself like really connecting with um, who I am and finding my self-worth in that, that has been the biggest reward that I've gotten from um, going and doing what I really felt was my purpose. Um, and the next high is that I've seen myself progress more than I could see when I was working for someone else. So even though I was, um, you know, stepping up in my, in the world that I was working in and I was getting paid for it, um, being able to see that actually I'm doing this on my own and I can see how my business is developing, that has been like a great high. That actually, you know what, this wasn't just a dream. Actually, this is my reality and I can do it. So that's been a big high. Um, how did I balance... I have I have a journal. Okay. Um I try to journal almost every day if I can in the morning when I wake up. Um because I just write down my thoughts. Um and now I've realized that my thoughts have become a lot more um positive and open. So rather than oh I don't have oh this is this is really bad this is like sad um it's more of oh, this is a window of opportunity. This has been great. Um, this is what I want to do. And writing at the end of my journal, I always put three things that I'm grateful for. So no matter how low I'm feeling, at the end of my journal, three things that I am grateful for. And that always sets me up for the day. So that's one of the things how I've balanced it. And also I've got like some real great friends. Like I, I got some good friends. Like, Martha, you know, I got some nice friends. Not going to lie. Not going to lie. So that's been, like, the highlight. And um, I've got great kids. So I feel like that's my balance. And that my family nicely to my next question, which is, so how do you measure success? Particularly as you identified, you said that going into this, you'll get a rude awakening and you have some <laughs> lows. How do you... Uh, measure success um for me it's achieving my goals so when i set myself um goals and i have big goals and i set small goals so that they're achievable achieving my goals is what helps me measure um my success um my 
obviously the ultimate um success or where i'm where i want to be where i want to be in my business i haven't gotten there yet but i can imagine that um i am a big dreamer and sometimes my dreams scare me because i'm like how am i going to do that right but i know that even when i get there um what will keep me alive is knowing that i still there's still more possibilities and now so naturally your area is counseling and yours you know and you've mentioned through this journey some some key points which kind of allude to that sort of thing so you know the the the, the point of starting that self-doubt worrying um whether or not you're good enough and then just having those lows and how you deal how people deal with them what would some of your advice be to people who might be on the cusp of those sorts of things going through their own journey always define your why right like really define your why so and your why has to my tip is your why needs to start with you so forget um i'm doing this for my kids forget i'm doing this for my mom your why why is it that you want this so badly right because when everything is 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 tough and rough right one of the things that you don't want to be left with is resentment right so you don't want to do anything for anyone else because you have to do it for yourself because you're you're the person who's responsible for filling your cup and once your cup is overflowing that's when you get like right i can do this for my kids i've got all of this that i can give all these other places because i've got a cup that's overflowing right so i would say that my tip to everyone is to really define your why because when the when it's really tough and you've got nothing to go on your why is what's going to keep you grounded to know that even though you can't see your um you know um you know the roses the flowers the petals and the end of the road and it's really cloudy you know that you're going to get there the fog will clear and you will get there there's a really good question about the challenging seasons and impacting on your children but adding to that um is so if if my if you've said my why is about me and you know we often feel quite bad about doing things for us so how do I manage my feeling of guilt maybe when this why I'm doing something for me and I'm going through challenges which also is going to impact like you said on my children so it means I don't get to see them all the time or I can't necessarily do everything because we don't have the money but this is for me how do I balance that well um my thing is what has guilt ever given you <laughs> tell me like what 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 has guilt ever given anyone what has guilt what has shame ever given anybody nothing what it is there to take away from you and mm -hmm. so forget the guilt because you you know deep down in yourself that your when you fulfill your your why you all the other places that you um are reaching out to like your kids like your husband like your friends all of those um all of their needs are going to get met yeah okay right you can't how can you give 
How can you give someone something with your cup half empty? I never understand that. You are, if you look at your cup, right, as your whole self, right, that you want to operate at 100%, right? You want to be at your maximum so that you can overflow, right? Why would you operate from a place of 25%? There's 75% of yourself that you are not even tapping into. Now, you're doing a disservice to your children. You're doing a disservice to your friends, to your family, because you are not really living your true purpose and your true self. You're not being your whole self. So why is it that you feel that to give yourself love, to value you, that you would be taken away from someone else who's responsible for themselves, by the way, why, why would you think that that's the, the case? Yeah. I mean, I love that whole idea. What has guilt ever done for you? Because it's true, right? It's, it's not done anything. And yeah, we do always try to do things from a place of weakness. So with that then, what would you say is your key strength? <sighs> My key strength. I wonder what I wonder what people would say. Um I don't give up. Mm -hmm. Um I I can be annoying like that. If I don't know something or I don't understand something, I I I need to understand it. Mm -hmm. Right? And I don't take um I don't take I don't take excuses from people like um tell me something else. Like, don't give me all the reasons why not. Yeah, and I'm that type of person with myself. Like, when I'm having doubt or I'm going on and I'm saying, oh, all of this stuff, I'm the type of person that, okay, you need to fact check and reality check. I'm one of those people. So I'm really good at tracking. So I always hold on to the, the, the positives because that's, that's part of my um, gr gratitude list. I always hold on to the positives and I'm someone that I can really track things so when I'm saying that oh everything is not great and it's not good oh everything is yeah. that possible yeah that loaded language but those those that very definitive negative language that we use yeah <laughs> I always I'm I'm very good at tracking and I do it with my clients when I'm working if you say something to me Best believe, three months later, I will remember and I will bring it back. <laughs> well, so following on from that, so they're your strengths and they're probably a part of it, but what makes um, Empowering Mind Services and you, I guess, what makes you different from all of the other counsellors and life coaching services that are out there? What can't you see? <laughs> Can you not see what makes me different? <laughs> I'm joking. I am what you, I think anybody will say this to to, well, this is what I feel. What you see with me is what you get. I'm the same person in the chair and outside the chair, right? I mean, obviously, um, I can't use certain language, but I'm the type of person that I can um, interact at a very, you know, social level and also be able to be quite um, serious and direct at the same time. So whatever you see with me is what I get. I don't mince my words. Like what, what I'm saying is what I'm saying. And 
I, I am open to um, hearing someone else's um, point of view. I am open to um, understanding from, from their side. And I'm also really well, um, able to check myself. So I feel like that's kind of what makes me different is that I'm not, I'm really relatable. As a therapist, I feel like I'm a relatable person that you could um, feel comfortable talking to. Yeah. So go into therapy because therapy is the big dirty word. Therapy, no, it's mental not. illness, counselling, these terms particularly in the black community are their dirty words you know we don't say them um but there it's very important that we talk about it so i'd love to speak to you um mm. around the importance of of actually having therapy and what when might we need it i mean do you need a do you need a gp do you need a doctor So why why don't you if 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 you want to um if you think that the the health of your body is important why wouldn't you feel that your mind is important your mind controls your body why why do we do things um the other backwards your mind controls your body most of the ailments that you have in your body is because of your mind so why why is it uh, an an issue why why are why are we not um checking our mental health just like how you would go and get you know checked out at the doctors you'd go and get checked out at the um dentist you take care of your body every day by showering you take care of um your teeth every day by brushing them um why would you not take care of your your mind yeah so um Vinicius just said everybody needs therapy can we put that out there and I like that because I, I've heard of that saying that everybody is literally like an episode away from mental illness well, and so, I mean, so I think we, we, we have this kind of thing as though somehow if there's any form of mental it, I suppose there's a term as well that goes with it right it's mental illness it's always is negativity in you know mental illness schizophrenia you know manic depression all those negative terms i run there but we all go through those highs and lows yeah but i mean my thing is right if you want for example if you want financial freedom what do you do to get that you do everything that is um humanly possible so that you can have financial freedom whether it's that you're um retraining yourself you're you're taking care of your finances you're asking for support you do whatever you need to do so that you can have financial freedom right mm -hmm. so why are people not taking care of their mental wealth why are you not taking care of your 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 mental wealth whatever that looks like for you therapy might not be for everyone i would i obviously would vouch for it yeah. but it might not be for everyone but how are you checking in that you are um, able to um, sustain your mental well-being. What are you doing in order to sustain that, right? You can't say, oh, I'm feeling really anxious about 
xyz i went through a really um painful traumatic experience and then what do you do you suppress it right mm -hmm. so you put a plaster over a wound and then go it's all right that wound is going to get infected and it's going to fester that's what's going to happen right ha have you ever seen um a baby born with mental illness mm -hmm. I, well i'm just i'm wondering are you born with mental illness so how does that happen at all so particularly so we get the extreme stuff okay but how what might be the signs we look out for because extreme stuff is i suppose it's easier to diagnose right so somebody dies or you've gone through some very explicit trauma whether that be you know losing a child or really bad um labor you know and um or you d domestic violence or things like that all of those sorts of things we're very clear we can say yeah you know you're going to need some therapy but what about the more subtle things what might be some of the subtle things that manifest that we should be looking out for negative self-talk is a major one so many people do it they do not find think that they're good enough um they don't feel like they deserve things mm -hmm. um they they operate in pieces so you're you're one way with this friend you're one way in the workplace and then you're one way somewhere else and you're never operating from your full self that is a a, a classic sign of someone who is not um congruent with themselves and so they are in conflict and that kind of turmoil um, causes ruptures, not only in the relationship that you're having with yourself, but the relationship that you have with others. In a nutshell. Um, <laughs> but um, classic signs of um, just, just simple things, just ask yourself, am I really happy? What are the things that are causing me discomfort? What things would I like to um, improve on or, or be better at? And that will kind of like answer um, your question whether or not you need support to help and you how, get through the next stages. And how does counselling help? What does... Okay, so go for this. Why do I need to go to a counsellor? Why can't I just talk to my friends? Uh, your friends. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not knocking no one's friend, right? Because I got friends, right? But your friends are not a specialist. They're not equipped to um, manage and hold you in the way that you need. And and why would you why would you want to put that on them? You know, why would you want to put all of that weight on your your friend's shoulder if you're struggling with it? Why why would you want to do that? Do you know what I mean? um also um the that reason that, uh, friends judge as well might have yeah friends 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 can be judgmental they can be biased right you because oh god i'm sure i think i was talking to you about this i'm definitely sure um about the the triangle for example and how pe how we get stuck in certain relationships and a dynamic with ourselves 
so this is a prime example where you've got persecutor, rescuer, victim, right? Now, all of these people, right? If you've got a friend who's a rescuer, that rescuer friend enables you to stay a victim, right? Because everybody else is to blame. They agree with you. They validate everything that you say, right? And so you're just staying stuck. You're just going through, you know, ripping apart relationships, doing all sorts, and um, never really taking accountability. So it's never, I'm not saying don't talk to your friends. Of course, you need to talk to your friends and talk to family and stuff like that. But for for if you want someone to really help you, you need someone who's trained, who is not associated with you. That's why um, even as a therapist, I couldn't, um, none of my friends could come to me for therapy. Mm -hmm. It would be unethical yeah. because I could have a biased view. And also, let's be real. Do we tell our friends everything? Yeah. We be hiding. People be <sighs> hiding. We be hiding. <laughs> We're not telling everybody the truth. Okay, so you, you, the journey that you went through in terms of dealing with mental health, kind of going through that process, how did you keep yourself sane? No, sorry, so repeat that. So your journey through this position of what you wanted to do, um, the challenges of retraining yeah. and your, and then the challenges at the beginning of opening your practice. So you mentioned some, one of the things you did was was journaling, but how else did you keep yourself? Oh, safe? Well, I, I've, I've also gone to therapy, by the way. I mean, what therapist hasn't been in therapy? Um, and I still tap into it um, when I, when I feel like I need to, or where I want clarity and I don't want to stay in my own head with things um i have a great supervisor who supervises all the work that i do and that i can bounce off um ideas that i'm having or any feelings that i have about you know the work that i do um supervision is really really good it's really powerful to be honest um i would re recommend any professional to if they don't have like in my world clinical world a supervisor get a coach get a life coach a personal coach or a business coach because it's a really good way another way of really keeping um yourself grounded and unclear okay. so that's what i that's what i do and so, i spend time with my friends yeah gotta I've get got, that in we've got 20 minutes left and i really want to mm. get some more stuff out of that and so i would say what do for you what has surprised you the most on that whole journey? When you look back, um, wow. What, what, two things that surprised me the most. What has surprised me the most is I had some work to do with myself. <laughs> like, who told me that I am, um, you know, capable of just going out there and helping people? Girl, you better fix yourself. Mm -hmm. So, that's been one of like the surprises that actually this um this journey of self-development doesn't stop it's a continuous process and it will never stop i will be developing myself until the day that i die so that's been one of the biggest like awakenings for me um also not being afraid to say no 
okay mm -hmm. and so that you don't sign up to things or get into things that you that are going away from your purpose because it's very easy when you're in this world where you're by yourself where you um don't want to struggle financially where you want to make sure that you're making it to just um get yourself do things that maybe necessarily you don't want to do or not realize that actually this thing has come to the end of its time and that it's time to um end it in a healthy way and kind of move on so it's being able to recognize when you need to exercise no and keep your boundaries very clear excellent fabulous so kind of um following on from what you said about mm. um knowing that you needed to do work yeah that, like you you needed to do work i suppose what were your areas of growth so you've done that but do you think you have any current areas of growth and how how do you achieve that growth what is it that you do um i of course i definitely have you know areas of growth i mean as a human as any person what you have is you 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 know certain things about yourself right um and then there's the other side of you that um people might know about you and tell you no you know what you're this is how you are you're you're like this and you're like mm, am i and you got to check yourself right mm -hmm. but there's also the blind spots that's the spots that you don't really um that you don't really know about yourself and that um no one knows and so the process of um journeying and your life is about discovering those things so that you can always um be you know becoming a better version of your of yourself so as i said before my um that will be my area of development just really understanding myself what really are my um blind spots am i operating at um full capacity or am i um cheap shortchanging myself yeah that's very much true so oh one more thing procrastination yeah, yeah? for some reason procrastination is um a friend that i've got in my back pocket <laughs> i think we all got that friend like it is the mother of all mothers and um we need to separate ties and, and sometimes for you what is it like what's the background behind your procrastination well for me and what i've probably seen others as well is that usually procrastination is a manifestation of me avoiding something that i might be fearful about and mm -hmm. so I dilly and dance um around it rather than um you know tackling it head on. Um and how do you also, that's the perfect one. Oh, how, what strategies have you been using to when you've identified Amory, not Amory, you're procrastinating and you have that light bulb moment that says, Yeah, what do you do? um what works for me is having um a routine so i was falling out of my like morning routine and i've now um especially since the you know corona and covid but now i've just been like right no i've got i have my morning routine because in my morning routine i'm journaling and then after i do my journal i do my to-do list mm -hmm. do you know how good it feels to tick your your to-do list like yeah. tick 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 
Yeah. Uh, so, right. And so that's um, a way of doing it because then also I can spot if the, the thing that, why I'm procrastinating around it is because I might need support. Yeah. So am I reaching out to who I need to in order to support me to get through the next stage? Okay, excellent. Okay, so a little bit about the services that you provide and your catch, your catch line, your headline. So tell us a little bit more about it because, so I'm, I'm, I'm a transformational coach and I do business um, um, consulting, but I don't have the counsellor side. I'm very, I'm a very different. Sorry, you broke up. I couldn't hear you. I said, "What's the what's your um, thing about empowered mind services, and particularly your um, headline and your phrasing about the services that you provide?" Oh, okay. So, um, you know, my motto is um, transforming minds and supporting futures, mm -hmm. and I do that through the different aspects that I have. So, I've got my um, the therapeutic practice is um, a counselling practice, um, a life life coaching practice, and also clinical supervision. So mm -hmm. I provide support for other therapists. Um, I do the life coaching, which is more, um, you know, business, kind of like personal development, where people not necessarily feel like they're going through something um, difficult, but they might feel like they're stuck um in making their next step um probably pro procrastinating but um so life coaching is really good in that way and then obviously i've got um my counseling service which i do one-on-one -on -one counseling i do couples and group therapy um yeah in a nutshell um, and i'm an integrative therapist and you're very much about this empowerment what's your kind of rationale behind that um the, the this is the thing right somehow with all of life struggles and things that we go through we come to a place where we start giving away our power right and we feel that we're we're not it's not possible for us to do things but life is full of possibilities, right? And just because the road that you were going down doesn't seem like um, it was helpful, it doesn't mean that you can't have the same goal but go down a different road. And my whole, the whole reason why I do the work that I do is to help people find a way to regain their own power because there's nothing more transforming than you recognizing your own power, right? And realizing that actually you're the one that holds it and no one else has it. And that if you allow all of the excuses, all of the justifications of why not, you're forgetting the big picture, which is, yes, why you should. Yeah. And so the reason why um, I believe in empowerment is because once someone once you ignite power possibilities intention in someone they start to see the world in a different place that's fabulous so and we identified purpose at the beginning so we said the the things that really you know make you happy non-monetary mm. the internal things that are for you so how does that translate into intention how how 
do I live intentionally? This is one of my um, sayings is, um, okay, how do I say this without being rude? Um, people, um, oh God, what would be the word? Just say it, so, just say it, just say it. <laughs> say it. Well, okay, I'll put it this way, right? People can be compulsive liars, yeah? <laughs> now, but what, what the, the thing that they do, right, is they lie to themselves. Yeah, like if you say to a child, oh, I'm going to give you five pounds, right? And then you don't give that child the five pounds. Guaranteed, the child is going to keep on asking you for the five pounds, right? Like they, they are not settled until they get that five pounds, okay? Or what happens is if you don't ever give it to them, then they lose faith and trust in you, right? Okay, and so... Um, what you always want to be is a man of your word, right? A man or woman of your word. Yeah. So why are we not men and women of our own word? Where is our intention that um, to ourselves? Why, why is it okay for me to say, you know what, this is a business that I want to do and um, then don't do it, right? Those are the little things that we, we do all the time right we tell ourselves stuff but then we don't follow it through and so you're not a man of your word and what happens to people who are not a man of their word you don't trust them so guess what you don't trust yourself you don't trust yourself you're full of lie you can't believe in yourself right you're you're not living um you're not doing things with intention because you're just saying stuff you're not following anything through yeah. And that's the that's the part that we need to hone in. Intention means that you are a man of your word. What I say I'm gonna do, even if I don't know how I'm gonna get there, is what I'm gonna do. Like trust the process and make the step. Don't just tell yourself stuff and then don't follow it through because that means that you're a liar and a cheat and you're not a man of your word. Excellent, yeah. And I think we're guilty of that. We, you know, like, you, yeah, it's so true what people do. You have no intention of doing this thing. You're just out there saying it. So, so, so true. So with drawing to a close, okay, what? Yeah. Like, I've got, like, two more questions, okay? And so the next question is, what are your future plans? What is this big plan? Put it out there so that you can be intentional. Listen, girl. I'm moving to Anne Marie. She's going to put it out there. What is the big plan? My big plan is um, to reduce the stigma around mental health, especially within um, the BAME community. Um, that this whole idea of, um, you know, if you chat to your business and keeping things to yourself is what is causing us. Um, in a turmoil is what's causing us to have serious mental health issues right you don't just um become schizophrenic right you don't just have psychosis it is um a build-up of all these different things and so i want to really reduce um that stigma around it so that we can um as you said, spot things before it gets to that level where we're not holding um, community secrets, holding family secrets. Why? 
why should I be silenced over what you've um, decided to do? You can hold it, have it over there, because I'm not going to be silent around it. So definitely my biggest thing is to reduce the stigma. I, I, I still don't understand why there is a GP um, everywhere, yeah? Like, there's more GPs than um, McDonald's. They're everywhere, right? But we don't have um, a GP for um, mental health, mental well-being. Don't understand that. I think it should be accessible and um, it shouldn't be so taxing and so hard to um, tap into. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's very true. It's very, very true. And it's, I say this, right? Um, so my hip, I found out, Ooh, lovely. And it's like people will, um, and last year I went through loads of, loads of trauma, loads of traumatic experiences. But people still ask me how I am all the time with my hip because you see me limping. And it's almost as though because you see it, you know I'm I'm feeling it and I'm going through the pain. So you'll constantly ask about it and you'll constantly you'll constantly be thinking, making sure that am I okay? Do I need help? You know, and it's almost as though that's okay. You can continue to labor and be on that thing because it's people can still see it. But it's almost mm. as though anything that deals with emotional things or mental things is almost as though, oh, what, a year later and you're still not okay. That happened a year ago. You're still not okay. And it's very true. Um, it's almost as though because we can't see it, we don't appreciate yeah. its impact. And it, you're right. It's actually, um, it's actually even worse than physical things. But most things start mentally, right? Oh. Yeah, of course. Some people, you know, you can imagine that they're, they're, they're 30 years old. They experienced something traumatic um, when they were five years old. 25 years. 25 years. Yeah. 25 years. It's, it's really, really um, sad, to be honest with you. Um, I feel like it should definitely be um, mental well-being, mental wealth should be taught in schools. It should be supported. It should be a part of um, childhood development. And so in closing, what are your nuggets? So um, a society has built us in a way where we are supposed to just get over things. Yeah, so true. Particularly mentally like you say you can't see it yeah. well i'm going to tell you it's not possible it's not possible you can't just get over it it's 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 impossible impossible yeah. and the, the the minute you you recognize that actually i'm i might be in pain i am feeling discomfort i'm not really feeling happy where i am um I want to do something about it. The minute you, um, okay. The minute you recognize it will be the better for you. It's going to be a very abrupt ending people because I didn't. Yeah, know. we've got to go. But thank you for coming and please still put your questions in the comments and I will get back to them.